Hi friends, welcome back to the H&H Hour. This is episode four and my name is Heather and I am one of the hosts of the H&H Hour and if you are new with us, we are so excited to have you. And the second part of the second H in our H&H Hour is my sister. And I'm Heidi, I am the second H, H H&H. It's funny Heather, because when we were young, in order to differentiate between you and myself, if we had like a list of our siblings, mom would write capital H for you. That's right. And lowercase h for me. That's and I, <laughs> what, I'm teaching my son kindergarten. And when we learned letter H, it made me laugh because capital H was always you. That's true. And in our in our curriculum, we call it little h. Little h. Did so that... I'm little h, I guess. But I'm taller, so. That's true. And it never made sense because you've always pretty much been taller than me from a certain point in our lives. Well, it's because you were older. Firstborn. So did that make you feel bad that you were little H and I was big H? Be honest. No, no. it didn't. Good. That's no. good. I'm pretty confident. No, I know. And little I'm H cool is, with little H. Little H's. I always liked writing little H's. They yeah. were pretty. Plus it's sort of trendy right now to use lowercase. That's true. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Heidi and we're just excited to be your host for the H&H Hour. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast as much as we have and that it has inspired you. Um, Our tagline, Heather, is this beautifully ordinary life. Yes. And the purpose of it is to be able to highlight moments in life that we could tend to gloss over as just ordinary. Right. To forget that there's so much beauty in life. That's right. That we chalk up as like, eh, just status quo or mundane or boring. Right. But really, it's so full of beauty. So much beauty. And not even just moments of life, but our entire life. I think so many people think that they live ordinary lives, that they are ordinary people, and that there isn't something special or extraordinary about themselves or about their lives because they haven't maybe started a nonprofit. Or I think, I know especially we as women, we compare, and we're going to talk about that later, but we look at the things, the accomplishments that everyone else has done, and we think that makes them extraordinary. And we forget to look at ourselves and realize that we also, even if it feels like an ordinary life, there are extraordinary things about each one of us. And so I'm really excited to dive into that because I think that if we could start to see just as ordinary women, because that's what I feel like I am, that's what I feel like you are, we're ordinary women. If each one of us could start to see that ordinary is beautiful, right? that ordinary is good, that ordinary is okay. Culture may not tell us that, but God tells us that. Absolutely. And I don't think God, when he created us, looked at any of us and said, ah, you're just okay. Right. You're ordinary. Well, he didn't have bad days of creation. No. So it's not as if those of us that were born on my birthday were less than. Right. You know, I mean, in his mind, he thinks I'm capital H. That's true. He's all about me. There, there ain't no lowercase h here. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, uh, about, I would say probably about two years ago, I began to have this conversation in my own head. Do you ever do that where you, you carry on conversations in your head and you don't tell them to anybody because you know you might sound crazy? I used saying, to more than I do now, mostly because there's not a lot of airspace with my children talking nonstop. Because your, your babies are taking all of your extra yes. brain power. But I'll get back to that okay. in the near future. Okay. Well, so this conversation that I began having in my own head was that we need to change the conversation. We need to change the conversation from I'm, it, this has happened, we've heard this before, but I'm just a mom or mm. I just do 
XYZ. Right. Or I, and we need to start looking at the little things. Okay. So I think that a lot of times in our culture, we label things as big things and little things. Right. And to be honest with you, I think we probably have a lot of moms listening. And oftentimes being a mom gets labeled as a little thing. Yeah. Oh, you're just a stay at home mom. Oh, you're just a mom. It's a negative connotation in a lot of settings. And I think we need to start changing what the little things are. Right. Because I actually think that a lot of the little things Mm -hmm. are actually the biggest things. Right. The most important things. And I'm not just talking about momhood. I'm talking about being kind to people. Absolutely. You know, that might be considered, you know, giving a smile to someone. That might be considered a little thing. I actually think that's one of the biggest things. Yes. And so I think there just needs to be this shift in how we, you know, well, you often hear people say things like, well, just the little things are important. I don't think it's that those things are little. I think they're actually the biggest things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, it's the things that are overlooked. It's mm-hmm. the things that aren't applauded with a, as accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is the, the difficult part of our lives and, and why so many of us feel like ordinary isn't extraordinary. Right. Because society tends to tell us that it's not. Right. That it's not extraordinary to, quote, just be a mom. Right. That it's not extraordinary to just, quote, just be an accountant. Right. Like, if you're going to be, you've got to be the best accountant. Right. That has the biggest firm, you know, the, the right. most well-known na- name. Right. and Or whatever your role is. Right. If you're... Just a salesman. If you're or... at all ordinary. Right. Then you're just, eh, whatever. And, and don't you think we sort of live up to that? Absolutely. Instead of looking past what our world has deemed as ordinary. Absolutely. And we we don't see and celebrate the extraordinary parts of ourselves. So one of the things that I'm super excited about, and I cannot wait until we have guests on our program, mm-hmm. um, it's coming really soon. I know we keep saying that, but... One of the things that we're going to ask them, every single one of them, is what do they feel makes them ordinary? Mm-hmm. How do they feel ordinary in their lives? And then the follow-up question is what makes them extraordinary? Right. How do they feel like they are extraordinary in their lives? It could be something small. It could be something big. It could be a big thing that's really a small thing or a small thing that's really a big thing. Right. So I thought it would be fun if we ask each other those questions. Cool. So you want to start? Sure. Okay. So what, Heidi, what do you feel is ordinary about yourself? Um, you know, I actually hadn't thought through this question, even though we're going to ask it of our guest. But I guess I would say one thing that makes me ordinary is um, I was homeschooled when I was growing up, as you know. Okay. You were as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose a path that was not traditional. Okay. I chose a path that wasn't um, like going to college and pursuing a typical career, right? Um, because of some some family things and some personal goals in my life, and in many people's mind, that makes me, I would say, very ordinary. Okay. Like oh, you because you don't have a college degree. You don't have a college degree, right? And almost like less than. Okay. And so that. But the funny thing is, Heather, I feel like that is something somebody else would label me. 
Like, uh-huh. oh, you're ordinary because you don't have a college degree. Right. But the flip side is yeah. I actually feel like it's part of what makes me extraordinary mm. is the fact that I I really have gone against the grain mm-hmm. in many ways in my life, um, not just not going to college. And I'm not saying going to college is bad or, you know, going going to college is not bad. Right. Not going to college is not the, necessarily right, so the right way. It's a different track for everybody. It's different, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that um, in many capacities that, you know, lack of, quote, higher education. Okay. Um, although I have it in ministry, but not many people count that. You know, they, right. they don't count apprenticeships and, right. and experience. experience and, right. Um, but I would say that that is part of what, I think others would see me as ordinary, like uh, culture in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. So, okay, so what what makes you extraordinary? Hmm. This is kind of a hard one to answer on yourself because I know it sort of feels like bragging. It does a but little. I think it's this is more about what has God put in you. Yeah, that's special. Yeah, actually, it's it is pretty easy for me because I do know I'm very familiar with my gift sets, and I'm very confident in what God has, how he's wired me. Um, and I've actually been walking kind of in those gift sets for a lot of years. So, um, I would feel like something that makes me extraordinary is my ability to encourage others Mm. that pretty much in any situation, I'm able to see the positive Mm -hmm. and pull out that positive, Mm -hmm. um, thought process and, and and kind of encourage people down a path of thinking through Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's look outside of this negative situation Mm -hmm. and let me just encourage you. Mm -hmm. So I would say that is something that makes me extraordinary. That's really good. I would agree with that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Now it's your turn, Heather. What is something that you feel makes you ordinary? Mine is similar. I, I think to yours, which, um, funny shocker, the cloud, (laughs) We're similar in, in many ways of our lives. Um, I think mine would go along the same lines of I've never felt like I was... I, I, I have some friends and my husband who are going to just berate me for saying this. Oh, goodness. Because they, they tell me all the time that this isn't true. But I'll just, I'm just being very raw and sure, very yeah. honest here, okay? I've never felt like I was super intelligent yeah. When it comes to academics, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because now I'm teaching our children at home and <laughs> that's part part of the thing that terrifies me now and then. Um and I think honestly I think that comes from from being homeschooled, not that homeschool didn't make me super intelligent. That has nothing to do with it. But I never and this is funny because it's going to go sort of into our our talk later on comparison. I never had anyone to compare myself to. Well, you didn't have classmates. I didn't I didn't have classmates. And so I never knew if I was top of the class, middle of the class, bottom of the class. I just knew what I knew. Right. Um and so I've always struggled with not feeling smart enough right when it comes to academics mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And I I know for a fact that I'm going to get some texts from some people <laughs> in my life that are just like, Heather, that is ridiculous. But I think this that's the point of this. Right. We all have things in our life that make us feel ordinary, that make us feel not special, that make right. us feel like, eh, I would never stand out in a crowd. Question yourself. Question yourselves and your abilities yeah. or, or or whatever that might be. So, yeah, that would be one of the things that I feel ordinary in. Okay, that's good. Uh, well, I mean, it's not good. That's not <laughs> what I meant. It's not good that no, I know you what feel you ordinary in that. No, it's but okay. it's, that's a good 
I love the the candor. Yeah. Um, okay, so what makes you feel, what makes you extraordinary? What makes me extraordinary? I think that one of the things that makes me extraordinary is that I see the best in people all the time, sometimes to a fault. Um, I always see potential in people. So a really messed up person Mm -hmm. that has a lot of junk going on in their lives right now, I can see through that and I can see the good in them and I can see the potential and I want to help them pull it out. And I have been that way my whole life. I I almost always see the glass half full, not half empty, especially when it comes to people. Not always when it comes to circumstances, but when it comes to people, I feel like I can look at someone and say, you are a star. Like mm-hmm. you have star quality in you. Um, and I think that that has helped me lead people too. Right. Because I've sometimes it's come to it's come back to bite me because I've given people too much of, of a leash or sure. too in leadership especially or too much room um, because I've, I have so much hope in them. Right. Um, but I would rather it be that way. I would rather I would rather give people so many chances and see the best in them and give them shots and sometimes get bit by it yeah then never give people shots and and always see the worst in people I agree so yeah you you are phenomenal at that Heather I think a sign of a great leader is someone who one knows their strengths Mm -hmm. and then allows people to stand on their shoulders Mm -hmm. on top of those strengths Mm -hmm. to become even better leaders Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's huge that you, one, that you recognize that you are gifted in that, mm-hmm. but that you don't just recognize it, that you act it out. Mm-hmm. You live it out. You walk it out. And that's so huge. So well done. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Okay. So, um, and we have awesome husbands. We do. These H and H's. We have great husbands. Chris is Heather's husband. He He's... is in Brazil right now. Bless his you know, little heart. You know how warm it is there? I was just trying to not be jealous. I know. It's 95 degrees. He said uh, he's he's sweltering. Oh, did he get upgraded for free on his flight? No, he did not. Darn it. But he said it was okay. He had, He's so positive. He had such yeah. a great perspective on it. Yeah. That's a long flight. He flew through it, the night. That so. is a long flight. Yeah. I told him I would trade him for our gloomy weather for yeah. 95 degrees. Knowing Chris, he probably would let you. He probably He's would. one of the so, kindest men. He's he is. so nice. So Chris is my husband. And then Kip is your husband. Yes. He is awesome. That message he preached yesterday, oh my goodness. I'm just going to give a quick plug. Okay. Okay. So at our church, Church 214, um, where our husbands and ourselves are leaders, along with some other people, some awesome people, we have this teaching team. Right. And so it's not just the same person that preaches every week and right. you, you get, you never know who you're going to get. You right. show up and... I mean, we know because we, we're planned ahead. We know. But they but don't. Yeah. People don't know. Yeah. So... Um, Kip is part of our teaching team, and mm-hmm. he taught yesterday in part of our Daniel series, and it was so good. Yeah. You know, I told my husband, I said, I bet a lot of people sitting there had no idea that there were three prominent kings, rulers, in Daniel, and then they left knowing. They, I know. They left knowing, that, and I love that, because I love when people learn the Bible. Yes. And so that was so cool. So yeah. if you want to check that out, um, it's on church214.org, and just click on podcast. And you'll see Kit Bolt, and the message is called Counterculture. So quick plug for him. He did awesome. He did do well. I was really proud of him. I laughed quite a few times in the service, which was cracking me up because, you know, sometimes when your husband gets up to preach, you have a little bit of a panic moment of like, 
holy crud, what story is he going to tell? He, what is he going to say? <laughs> and then especially if he like looks down and grins at me, I'm like, Lord Jesus, please let all of his words be kind and they, uplifting. And they always are. They always And the funny be. thing is, he never embarrasses me in public, ever. But I always have that like panic like, of like, what's he going to say? Ah! Yeah. What if he like slips and it's not like a podcast where you can edit it out. That's like true. it's there. My husband, because I was a kid's pastor, as were you for many years. And my husband used to say, my life is an open book. Yeah. Because he never knew what story I was going to tell about him to all my kiddos. Well, and it's fun because we all can just laugh at ourselves. And yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yesterday was really good. So we so, love our husbands and we're grateful that they let us pursue our dreams and yep. And Take push time us for forward. us. Push, yeah. yeah, push, push us, us forward. forward. They're big encouragers. So Heidi, we've been talking about this the last few days with some friends. We talked about it a little bit with our team at church yesterday. This weather and this time of year, mm-hmm. I mean, the winter blues are a real thing. Absolutely. Cabin fever. Yeah. And I know you've been dealing with it a little bit yeah. with your kiddos inside. So you want to talk talk about that a little bit and how, how are we dealing with the fact that we really haven't seen the sun for days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have three littles, um, five, two, and seven and a half months, and we are huge outdoor people. If the sun is shining and it is above about 30 degrees, we find a way to get outside in some capacity. And it's been really cold and it's been dreary and drizzly and gross. And so we have been inside a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially my boys, my five-year-old and my two-year-old, they, we have a, what we call our dig pit in our backyard. Yes. And we spend hours and hours and hours in our dig pit mm-hmm. building mud pies and sand castles and having construction sites. Mm-hmm. And um, like a couple of my neighbors are super OCD, bless mm-hmm. their sweethearts. Yep. And I'm guessing it probably drives them crazy that this certain plot in my backyard is not manicured. Like it's just rough and raw and big, right. you know, little dirt mounds and it's got... Um, Tonka trucks sitting out in it. all Like all over. Yeah. And it actually quite surprises myself because I like things just so and orderly. Right. But I love my dirt pit. I love looking out my window and seeing my dirt pit because... To me, it is a sign of a great time. Yep. Letting my boys be boys and be yep. full of adventure. That's right. Which was an exact answer to prayer. I, I prayed, God, if you give me sons, let them be boy boys. And oh my goodness gracious, I got them. You got it. Um, so it's so fun. But all that to say, we've been cooped up a lot. Mm-hmm. And we homeschool, which is such a blessing. But it doesn't get us out of the house very often. Right. You know, the mamas that drop their kids off at school, mm-hmm. then they have the opportunity to like run around and mm-hmm. do their things. Right, and or go to their job. Yep. Absolutely. So we're home a lot and we're together right. a lot. And um, inside your four walls. Yeah. So we're, we're having major cabin fever. And, you know, I have a seven-month-old baby, so I'm still in that kind of readjusting process mm-hmm. of hormones and all that that entails. Mm-hmm. And, and she's still napping, she, two naps correct. a day, two yeah. or three naps a day. Yeah. Right. And my two-year-old naps. So we've literally got someone napping like off and on all day long. And um, I'll be honest, this morning, we, like this weekend was rough. We mm-hmm. had a couple things. It was actually my birthday weekend. I know. And there were some, some, a couple really rough things that kind of went down and just some conflict. And today I woke up feeling really crummy. Yeah. Just kind of like, man. Honestly, if I didn't have three littles that needed me today, I would want to call in sick. Yeah. Like into my life. <laughs> life, Aww. I'm sick. Aww. You know, because I just felt down and disheartened. Yeah. And 
but I, I chose to do all the right things. All mm-hmm. the things I know are right. Yeah. So immediately spent time praying, mm-hmm. spent time in God's word with my little daughter crawling all over the living room, it's good. stealing my coffee. Yeah. Um, uh, turn on praise and worship music mm-hmm. to try and go like speak life over myself. Right. Um, Pastor Craig Rochelle had spoken an awesome word last week about speaking positive truth over yourself, like putting those words of Satan away and yes. going, what does God's word say? And so I yes. spoke all that Good. and I could feel my spirit lifting, but the reality is that oppression was still there. Yeah. And um, so about this time, I actually opened my email and a really good friend of ours who is a part of our church team, mm-hmm. he is a phenomenal man of God. Mm-hmm. And I've known him for like two decades now. Yeah, since almost. he was a kid. Yeah. And um, he had sent out a, uh, a team-wide email to all of us just saying, hey guys, I read this article saying that because of this time of year, mm-hmm. um, for lots of factors, but this day is actually the number one day for the highest rate of depression. Wow. In like the whole calendar year. Like January 16th. Yes. And there's lots of factors. So right. p- post-holiday, you know, people are stressed about how much money they spend yep. on the holiday and just realizing it because they're getting their bills, right, their bills. and yep. um, the winter blues and right. just all sorts of things that factor in. Right. But then he was like, but let's be people that fight that oppression and that depression. Mm. Let's be people that choose joy and have a positive outlook. Yeah. And he sent us these two verses and I want to read them because I feel like someone besides myself needs these as well. So the first one is Romans 15, 13, and it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may be overflowing with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm, So good. How good. Mm. And then the second one is Isaiah 40, 31. And I've always loved this verse. It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength Mm. They will soar on wings like eagles. Mm -hmm. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Mm, That's so good. And I love that, Heather. It's, it kind of made me go, you know what? That email that David sent us, like it gave me that hope, that reminder of, yes, today I choose to make it great. That's right. Today I choose to be positive. Right. And, um, yeah, I choose to find joy and I choose to find life and, well, one of so the things that one of the, that's so good. One of the things that we say a lot um, from some things that we talked about in church last year was that happiness comes and goes, mm-hmm. but joy stays, and joy comes from Jesus. Right. Like our circumstances can change, and I think about like the sunshine; it comes and goes. Yes. I mean, do you know when the sun is out, you just feel better. Absolutely. You feel like okay, I can accomplish yes. all my to do. Right. I can get out and be happy and cheery. When the sun has not been out for days on end. Yeah. I mean, I remember it like barely popped through the clouds for a couple minutes yesterday. And I was like, the sun! And I went running outside just to see the sun. But so the sunshine may come and go, um, but joy stays and joy comes from Jesus. And that, where are we finding our joy? Where are we finding our sunshine? It really is it has to be from Jesus, especially at this time of year when we're all sort of like, ah, cooped up and, and feeling that feeling that heaviness. Okay. Can I tell you a funny story about that message actually? Okay. So you preached that message yeah. about joy. Yep. Happiness comes and goes, but joy comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Joy stays. Joy, and joy comes, comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you actually, um, this was 
many months ago that you preached this. Yeah, it was back in the summer. And you handed out little smiley face bouncy balls, yep. little colorful bouncy balls. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is each person was to have received one. Yep. But <laughs> we were um, were a part of the team, and so we were always there after everyone else with you all tearing right. down and putting stuff away, and there were extras. And so I didn't know it, but my little toddler had filled his pockets with bouncy balls. <laughs> and so I went to do laundry on Monday morning, you know, kind of having that like Monday morning laundry, like, oh my goodness, the, the weekend is here. It piled up right. and I did laundry and I went to switch the laundry and I opened my dryer door and no joke, like 25 bouncy balls <laughs> came bouncing out of my dryer. That's awesome. And it was Little just like, smiley face yes, bouncy balls. All like boing, 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 yeah. boing, all over. And it literally cracked me up. I laughed out loud, mm-hmm. which I love to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I will never forget that message. Mm. And then I will never forget, like, God just reminding me on Monday morning. Like, right. do you remember? Right. Like, joy comes from me. Right. Your happiness is going to come and go. Yep. Right. You're not on Sunday anymore, girlfriend. You are doing the laundry That's on right. Monday. Monday is here. But it's still joyful. That's right. And so I'm just preaching that to myself mm. today a little bit. That's so but, good. Well, be encouraged. You're not alone. Yeah. I, I know that in the last several weeks, Many of the people that I have talked to and come in contact with, how you doing? Oh, it's just the time of year. I'm so tired. Everyone feels tired and weary right now. I think it's it's widespread. Mm-hmm. So um, a couple things. You're not alone. Yep. A lot of people are feeling that. And then let's just pray against it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Let's just start praying yep. joy and, and energy and life and yep. sunshine. And, and it's all good. Yeah. It's all good because spring is coming. I'm pretty sure I just heard my husband say amen, like yeah. where he's at and working right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he, he agrees. Yes, he does. spring is coming. Yes, it is. It is coming. It's coming. So Heather, one thing we wanted to focus on today is the idea of comparison. Mm. Um, what that looks like, what it means in our daily lives, how it affects our spiritual lives, our physical lives, yep. how it affects us being able to move forward or not move forward in life. Yeah. Um, and I know we have men and women listeners, and I don't think that this is um, something that just women deal with. Right. I think the idea of comparison is something that all of us deal with. Mm-hmm. We women may be a little more vocal right. about the fact that we have people that we feel like we have to compare ourselves up against. But let's talk about that okay. for the next half hour or so. And kind of talk through what that looks like for you and I and for the people around us. Right. Well, I think it's, we all know this. This has been a conversation that's been ongoing, especially in the last couple, five years as social media has really taken off. Um, I don't think it's, it's a, a you you'd have to be living under a rock to not have heard this conversation somewhere right. spoken of. And, you know, the whole, are you looking at someone's, highlight reel and comparing your life to their highlight reel. Um, we've all heard that, right? That's that's no new information. Um, I think the question is, what are we doing about it? Right. Are we actually, are we just having that conversation? Are we just making ourselves aware that it's an issue or are we actually proactively doing something about the fact that comparison is a real thing and comparison is, can take us way off track in our own lives. Absolutely. Um, And I, I think that, it's it's so important for us to realize that that while we spend time comparing ourselves to others, we're actually missing out on living our own life. Absolutely. And that is it's a 
it's a scary concept mm-hmm. because our, our life can just go by and we've missed out Absolutely. because we are comparing ourselves to somebody online, yeah. somebody on Instagram, our neighbor, a friend, someone at church, a coworker, someone we don't even know. Right. You know, we know nothing about someone and yet we're comparing ourselves to them right. and thinking less of ourselves mm-hmm. instead of um, maybe knowing the whole story. Right. So Heidi, do you ever struggle with this, with comparison? Um, you know, I'll be super honest. Comparison is not something I struggle with in a massive way. Um, I feel like maybe I used to, but I feel like in the last maybe eight to 10 years, I've gotten a lot better okay. about realizing that like my life is my life. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that can live it. Right. And I don't want to miss out on it. Right. You know, I want to show up to my own party mm-hmm. and I want to party at my own party. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I would say that when I was quite a bit younger, Mm -hmm. yes, I struggled with comparison. Mm -hmm. In what Um, ways? What, how would you compare yourself? Um, typically, well, I would say typically with my peers of, you know, it was kind of more that immaturity of like, so-and-so's wearing this, Uh so-and-so's, um, got this job. Mm -hmm. So-and-so, you know, is able to travel X amount. And so... I would compare myself up against people both for materialistic things, but then I would say even more so for things that I saw as successful. Right. So like that striving mm-hmm. to do something that was noteworthy. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know if God has sort of started to refine me or if I'm just old enough now that I just don't really care anymore because I realize it's not whomever, whatever they're doing is not going to change who I am. Right. And so it can either affect me negatively or I can just live my life. Yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, I feel, I don't know, I guess currently I'm in a season where I feel pretty confident about where God's got me and what he's called me to. And I don't get too tripped up on what other people are doing. That's good. You know, I think it's it's interesting because I feel like comparing is, it can become an epidemic. Mm-hmm. It can become habitual. And you don't even realize that you're doing it. Absolutely. Um, And we have this amazing thing called social media now. Yeah. And it connects us to so many people. And that's that's awesome. Um, And I love it. I love using it. I love being a part of it. But what happens is that we start comparing our whole lives to people's snapshots. Absolutely. And we end up living our whole lives in people's other people's snapshots right okay so we we scroll through instagram we scroll through facebook and we see one little photo and all of a sudden that one little snapshot of their life makes our whole life feel not worthwhile or not complete or not as good as their one little snapshot. Absolutely. And we don't know the whole story. And I think that that's so unfair of us to to put that on ourselves, um, getting caught up in someone's snapshot and missing out on our whole life. Absolutely. I think that there's going to be a lot of people listening, though, that can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make them wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just something we have to be aware of because it can take us out of the game. Mm -hmm. It can sideline us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the reality is, is um, I think all of us have people that tried to have tried to sideline us in our lives. Yeah. But the number one person that sidelines people Mm -hmm. typically is ourself. Ourself. That's right. So we go, I don't think I'm good enough to do this. So therefore, I'm just not going to try. Yep. 
or surely someone else is more confident in this area and so yep. they will step up and do yep. it and we sideline ourselves. Yep, that's right. And I think that is one of the the biggest risk of comparison is believing that because we aren't the strongest at it, mm-hmm. therefore we should not be the one to give it a try. That's right. And, you know, I think of, um, okay, so here's something in my own life I think of, Heather. Um, you know, when Instagram was first started, wasn't it sort of started to be kind of like artsy photos, like super creative, innovative type photos that people got to fo- post? Um, possibly. I don't know. It could have been. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong in that. Yeah, but maybe. I, I like, mean, like with the filters. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah like yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah. You know, before, yeah, before it got real huge. Yeah. Like when it was still kind of a small thing. Right. Um, and I remember kind of looking at it and actually you were the one that said, Heidi, you need to get on Instagram. This is quite a few years ago, right. but you need to get on Instagram. You'll love it because you said, I know you don't like Facebook, but you'll love Instagram because it's just photos and it's uplifting and mm-hmm. people don't post their rants on there. And right. I was like, oh, okay. So I got on mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, well, all of these people are pretty much like photographers. Pro- yeah, professional photographers. And they must live their lives going around trying to take pictures of really cool stuff. Right. And at first I felt intimidated by that. And I yeah. thought, oh my goodness, if I'm on Instagram, I have to take pictures of amazing things. Yeah. And then I realized, hold on, I can take pictures of whatever I want. I can post whatever I want. It's my Instagram account. Right. Yeah. Whatever I want my hashtags to be, I will do that. And so I started to have like freedom in that to go, I don't have to compare myself to the rest of the world of Instagram. I can be myself. If I want to post all photos of my kids with their Instagram hashtag, by all means, that's what I'm going to do. That's right. And so I just kind of took confidence in that. So, But that's like a little goofy example yeah. of what we do. Like I almost went, nah, I'm not going to do this because that's like I don't have time to go look around for cool things and take cool buildings of, you know, cool pictures of buildings. Right. I, and that's I not something you're that. passionate about. No. So you, you want to make it, you want it to be representative right. of who you are. Yeah. And I think another example, this just happened to me um, last week is I – so in my home, I have the downstairs area is all pretty open. It's right. my, my living room and my kitchen and dining are combined and a little tiny bathroom. And that's basically it. That's my downstairs right. area. And that it, it's a big space and it's where pretty much where we live most of our lives except for school, which is down in the basement. And when anyone comes over, pretty much everything happens on the main level. Right. Okay, and so if, if a guest comes over, a family comes over, or someone comes over for coffee or counseling, they're in on my main level, and that's it. They don't usually go to the basement unless they have kids, and then we send the kids down there. They almost never go upstairs. Right. And it's really easy for me to keep my main level clean. Right. Okay, so it, it's just like two big rooms and a tiny bathroom. Yeah. So I can keep it picked up. My kids help me really well with that. I can keep the floors clean. I mean, not all the time. It's They're disastrous right now. But you know what I mean. Like, if someone's <laughs> coming over, like, it's pretty easy to get it all picked up and sure. cleaned up. Yeah. And that's what people see. Well, someone the other day, I've actually had this happen several times where people are like, your house is always so clean. Like, how do you keep it so picked up and so clean? Well, they didn't go to my basement. They didn't go upstairs to my bedroom. Right. They sure didn't go look in my bathroom because <laughs> it's almost never clean. Right. They're just seeing a portion yes. of my house that I have made an effort and, and made it a priority to keep clean and keep picked up because that's I know that's where people are going to be coming in. I want it to be welcoming and clean when they come in. Right. And I think that's just an example of... And so, you know, I had one friend that say, like, I'm always so... 
it, your house is always so clean. I can never keep up with it at my house. And I'm like, I can't keep up with it all either. Right. I, what you're seeing is one portion of my home that I've chosen to really focus on. And, and I'll get to the rest of it when I get time. But we do that in our lives too. Yeah. We, we forget that people choose things to be priorities and choose to focus on those things and choose to become really good at something where they might have other things that they, they aren't so good at. And it might be something that your is your strength that is not their strength. Absolutely. So we have to stop comparing ourselves to everyone else and start recognizing that people, just because someone is different than you, right, doesn't mean that they're wrong. Or that you're wrong. Right. They have a strength. You have a strength. They might be different. It doesn't mean that it's wrong that you don't have that strength. Absolutely. So it, it, it's just, this is something I just, I think we especially, all, all of us, as you said earlier, but we as women especially, we do this. Um, we look at, we look at everyone else and we think they've got it all together. Yeah. So I had a phone conversation um, a few days ago, Heather, with a really good friend of mine. She lives on the other side of... Um, the country. And so we do phone conversations, like honestly, not as much as we would like, Mm -hmm. like three times a year. Mm -hmm. But we have this great friendship. We're able to just kind of pick up where we left off and we'll shoot text messages here and there. But for the most part, we have, we talk like three times a year and we'll talk for a few hours or a couple hours. And it's great. Um, And she's awesome. So I have to set the stage about this woman though. She is incredible. She is Drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She is a former, like, Miss America. Uh, she won a, her state. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of protect her identity, but yep. she won her state. So she's a former Miss America contestant. Okay. Um, so she represented her state. She has had a massively successful career. Okay. She's very confident. She's so well-spoken. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of this woman that... Pretty much any woman would want to be friends with, right? Unless they were intimidated, intimidated by her and hated her, and then right. they would miss out on her because she's at, awesome. You look at her and you just think, "Wow, she's got it all together." Yeah, absolutely. And so we are talking the other day, and she begins to ask me these questions. She's a few years older than me, um, but she begins to ask me these questions, and I'm I start picking up on this. Um, almost just like this spirit of disheartenment that she thinks she's not living up Hmm. and insecurities. Well, she, she said things like, you know, I just, I think it's so incredible and commendable that you are willing to stay home with your kids and raise them Mm -hmm. and, you know, sacrifice a career. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just feel like you're such a better mom than me because you're Mm -hmm. able to be home with your kids all the time. And, and then therefore you're able to be a better wife because mm-hmm. you're home all of the time. Mm-hmm. And she just like, how do you do it? Like, how do you get it all done? And how are you super mom? And how are you super woman? And I just, I had to just say, oh my goodness. No, you're, you are not less than me because you have a career mm-hmm. right now. And you are not less than me because you haven't decided yet if you're going to homeschool. She has a a 20 month old. Mm -hmm. And so she's already kind of trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do school wise? And, um, but she is this incredible woman. Right. And because of the position of my life right now, Mm -hmm. and she listens to our podcast. And so she's going to hear this story, but, um, she was allowing some of those negative thoughts to let her believe Mm -hmm. that she was less than something in a certain area. Right. Because, you know, she thought maybe if she's not a stay at home mom, she's not as godly of a wife. Mm. 
And I just, I got the chance to just kind of. Or as good of a mom. Yeah. But I got to just kind of speak over her and just mm-hmm. say, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, this is the season God's called you to. Yeah. Um, and I was able to share with her, like, um, her husband's job mm-hmm. is so commendable. He is in service. He serves people okay. in healthcare, And um, my husband's job is in technology. So the comparison is right. not apples to apples. That's right. And um, so while right now in this season, my husband's job allows me to stay home, currently, her, their their household isn't like that. Right. And so they would have to make arrangements and mm-hmm. adjustments in order for that to work. Not to mention, we live in very different states. So we right. have different income, um, different um, cost of living. Right. And I just, as I shared that with her, I was just talking to her about that idea of comparison. Yeah. And just encouraging her, God is so for you. Yes. And just because you're not exactly where I am, doesn't make you less than me. That's right. And yet I know she has so many women that would look at her life and yes. think, I'm not be like as good as her right. because I don't have the capacity to be at home as a mom and a wife and have a career. That's right. So we're always all looking towards someone mm-hmm. that is different than what we're doing and going, oh, that means I'm not good enough. Right. That's right. And it really comes back to where do we find our identity? And it's not where do we find our identity? It's in whom do I find my identity? Yes. Does your identity come from the creator of the universe who loved you so much that he when he created you, he made you in his image. Right. And like you said earlier, he sees you as a capital H. Like right. God sees each one of us as individuals. He didn't make us robots. Right. He didn't make all of us the same. He gave us different talents and different gifts and different eye color and different body shapes and different personalities. Because otherwise, if we were all the same and we were all like each other, the world would be a very boring place and stuff wouldn't get done. Right. People wouldn't be reached. Right. Uh, inventions wouldn't happen because we would all think the same. We would we would walk the same. We would talk the same. And so God's design for us is uniqueness. Absolutely. It is difference. And that's what makes our world work. That's what makes our world beautiful. That's what makes us be able to um, be on teams together and, and have high quality teams because we're all different. We're all bringing a different perspective. But when we start comparing ourselves and we start saying, do I look like her or do I act like him or do I, am I successful like him? That's where we get that's where we get messed up. That's where Absolutely. we get tripped up in, in actually who God made us to be and what he's created us to be. Absolutely. One thing that I, this is along the same lines, um, it has always bothered me for as long as I can remember. I can remember being a teenager and this bothering me. It's when people use the phrase, I'm so jealous mm. of dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So, um, you know, you get to take a trip and people's first comments on Instagram or comments to you or I'm so jealous. Yeah. I just want people before they type that or before they say that to stop for two seconds Mm -hmm. and think about what they're saying. Well, because the root of that is them comparing you're on vacation and I'm not. Therefore, my life is not living up. I'm comparing my setting to yours. It's it's also very prideful. Yeah. And it's very self-deprecating. It's yeah. it's all self-focused. Yeah. Um, 
it's okay to want to go on a vacation. It's okay to want something mm-hmm. more. That yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But what happens is when you say that phrase, I'm so jealous. It immediately steals a little piece of joy sure. from the person that they've just said it to. Yeah. Because because it implies that maybe you're you shouldn't have what you have, mm-hmm. or you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Mm. And I just think that that's one phrase that just. In fact, my kids every now will say it. Every now and then will say it, and I just say absolutely not. Yeah. Like we we do not allow that phrase in our family right. not in a legalistic way but in a I want their hearts to be conditioned to celebrate people yeah. and to celebrate other people's experiences absolutely so when you see someone that gets to do something even if you love to do it and you don't know if you're ever going to get to do it instead of I'm so jealous of you why don't you say that is awesome I am so happy for you enjoy your trip. you know the yeah. difference and yeah. I'm so jealous of you as opposed to I'm so happy for you that lifts people up it encourages them it, it makes them feel worthwhile instead yeah. of beat down. Well, and it encourages yourself yeah. too. Yeah. Because positivity births positivity. Yep. It it causes people to go, oh, okay, so as you get an encouraging word, right. you are more likely to turn around and give an encouraging word. Um, and I think of God's word. It says, encourage one another mm-hmm. and build each other up. Yep. And yep. our words have such ability. Our words are the building blocks yep. of our lives. Yep. We have the ability to build up or to tear down with our words. And I'm sure all of us can think of an instance, probably in the last 24 hours, yep. where we did one of both. We either yep. built up yep. or we tore down. That's right. And I know I can. I'm yep. preaching to myself right now. Yep. Um, so, and that's where we, we give ourselves the grace then to go back, yep. to set things right, right, to, to ask forgiveness if that's right. what needs to happen, to reset our spirit if right. that's what needs to happen, right. and then to move forward. Right. You know, not to wallow in that, no, but then to move forward. And I think that's where the power comes of like being able to truly encourage one another and, and celebrate. rejoicing that's for right. someone else. Rejoicing for yeah. someone else. And, and just learning to make that because I think it is again like comparison it's habitual yeah we just say it it just comes out we don't probably even realize that we're saying it and that it's coming across so negative but if we could all just remove that phrase from our vocabulary think about how and then replace it with truth replace it with joy replace it with um excitement Mm -hmm. for other people uh I I the world would just be a a much happier place. Well, actually, Heather, I, this this kind of just brought something to mind for me. So your family is in a different season of life than my family. Yeah. Your husband, has, he gets to travel. Well, he has or slash gets, right. you know, no matter Depending how you look the, at it. Right. Um, he travels for work a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the perks of that yep. is that you guys get a lot of air miles. Right. And so it enables your family to get to take some really incredible trips. It does. To have some free flights and some mm-hmm. um, discounted accommodations. Yep. But as I say that, it's not all free. You guys plan and budget accordingly and you sacrifice other things in order to get to have right. fun experiences. But as I think about this, so we're in different seasons of life. You guys travel a lot more than I do right now. Right. And I I just, like God is so good mm-hmm. because that is something that I have not struggled with is mm-hmm. being jealous of you mm-hmm. or going comparing my life to yours going like well Heather gets to travel and so therefore my life is just crap right you know I I genuinely think that is so awesome and I recognize that you have to sacrifice Mm. in order to get that because your husband is gone a lot a lot Mm -hmm. on weeks my husband is home Mm -hmm. helping me do bedtime routine with my little crazies right 
yours so is often gone. Mm-hmm. And so I just think like, what a great example of that is such going, an example. yes, you got to, you're getting to travel, but my husband's home. Right. Comes so, at a price. Yeah. Like yeah. which, which side and neither one's right or wrong. No. But that's where we're at. And I think it could, it could cause a lot of tension between it us. Could. Well, of, and, and props to you for just recognizing that because it, it could, I mean, it could hurt, our, hurt our friendship and our relationship. Absolutely. If, if, if you viewed it that I'm so jealous. Right. Um, and the, and the reality is Heidi, you hit the nail on the head. We do get a lot of perks in that area. Um, and the only reason we are able to go to some of the places and as often is because of those perks, because he, I mean, when you, when you fly hundreds of thousands of miles every year, there's a lot of perks to that in terms of air miles. Um, but the other thing that I would say to that is we've also, and this this goes back to the comparison thing, different people choosing different priorities. Absolutely. So for us, we decided about two years ago, we decided in our lives that experiences are more important than things. Yeah. And we value experiences mm-hmm. with our children and with each other and with people that we love more than we value things. Yeah. We have a nice house. We use it for other people and for our family and we love that but honestly we both drive really old crappy cars um and that's okay yeah because we value we put our money into experiences we put our money our extra money into having those experiences instead of having new clothes all the time or new furniture or a new car and that's just a that's a priority thing other people might value other things differently. They might not value experiences or travel like we do. And so I think it's just that's where the comparison comes in. We're not comparing apples to apples. You have right. to look and realize that people have different priorities and that is totally okay. Yeah. But let's stop comparing our lives with other people's lives when we're actually choosing to put things in different order. Absolutely. And this makes me think of actually my husband at his workplace because um, he's in sales and so he has a manager that oversees him and a, a large group of other salespeople. Mm-hmm. And so the tendency is to constantly be trying to put them against each other. Well, so-and-so sold this. Oh, yeah. And so, Kip, if you sell this much more, uh-huh. you're going to be ahead of him. Right. And surely you don't want this guy who started a year behind you to sell more than you did in your first year. Right. Constantly trying to put them against each other and compare. Yeah. And the funniest thing is that Kip just doesn't even give a flip. He's like, I don't care. The, and this is one thing I respect about him so much is because he really could, I think especially in that setting mm-hmm. where it's like, dude, if you sell more, you're going to be the best. You're yeah. going to be the man. Well, yeah. And the, and men thrive on that too. And that, yeah. that kind of that power. Yeah. And that... Well, and he could be like, well, guess what? I'm the man at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> my wife told me last night. Um, but sorry, honey. I hope that didn't embarrass you. Um <laughs> Wow, what was I saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, um, so, but what I was going to say is that he understands, like, he works to provide for our family. Mm-hmm. He does not live to work. Mm-hmm. And some people in his in mm-hmm. his workplace do. Yeah. They thrive mm-hmm. for their workplace. Yeah. You know, or they live for their workplace. Right, they're, they're living mm-hmm. to build a career. They're living to be the man or the mm-hmm. woman at mm-hmm. their workplace, to yeah. be that person that mm-hmm. goes... Dude, you were the best. Like yeah. this month, you were the man. You were yeah. the woman. And he has actually had to tell his manager a few times, like lovingly, hey man, the reality is like I'm doing everything you've asked me to do and then some. Yeah. And the rest of what's left, man, that's all going to my home life. Yeah. 
And I, I love that about him because almost never does he have to bring work home. Mm-hmm. When he's home, he gets to be home with that's us. So good. And that's something that's important to me because I would much rather have a husband who gets to be home, who gets to be the man at home. Right. Then get all the accolades of like, hey man, you're the man at work. Right. And yet be missing from our home life. Yeah. Oh, that's um, really good. So yeah, I think just comparison, it can be a plague in any setting and it can offset us in so many different ways. Yeah, it's so good. You mentioned earlier the message that you had listened to by Pastor Craig Rochelle from Life Church. Yeah. And I that that went around our team uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. And pretty much every single person that listened to it just came back with, oh my goodness, I needed this. This was such good perspective. This was the gut check that I needed. This was, this was a, a reset for how I view myself, how I speak to myself, the words that I speak over myself. So I would highly recommend that you go and listen to it. We'll remind you of this in our Instagram notes below this episode. Um, it's lifechurch.tv and the message is called Words to Live By mm-hmm. by Cra- Pastor Craig Rochelle. And it was right after the new year. I don't know the exact date, but it was right after the beginning of the year that, that he preached this. And it, I mean, honestly, Heidi, I feel like every single person should listen to it. it I is, agree. It is powerful. And, and implement it. And implement it. Yeah. And begin to speak, the, not feel like a failure, not feel like you're not living up right. to anyone else's expectations or your own expectations, but just begin to see yourself how God sees you. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I realized um, at the beginning of this year is that one of my goals for this year was to stop trying to live my plan for my life mm. and instead live God's plan for my life That's and so realizing that His plan actually may look different than my plan and his priorities for me may be different than what I've held on to as my priorities for a while now. Mm-hmm. Things that I thought if I can accomplish this then I'll be successful. And you know what you know what that comes from? It comes from comparing. Mm-hmm. It comes from comparing other people's success. It yes. comes from it comparing other people's um, platforms yeah. and saying, well if I can reach this platform or if I can if I can do this or if I can accomplish this, then I'll be successful. And I'm done. Right. I'm done saying these are the marks that I have to reach to be successful because I tell you what, I know I am successful every single day when I get up and I make my kids a hot breakfast. Absolutely. I know that I am successful every single day when I love my kids and tell them I'm proud of them and I help them with their guitar Absolutely. practice. I know that I am successful every single day when I text a friend to encourage her and tell her that I love her and that I'm praying for her. Right. And I'm... I'm done seeing those things, which might seem little, as little things, because those, I believe, are the biggest things. Absolutely. And Heather, um, you're right. It's that comparison. It's that trying to prove ourselves Mm -hmm. to ourselves so often. A lot of times, it's not trying to prove ourselves to anyone other than us. Ourselves. And we can be so self-deprecating. And if we're not proving, if if it's not about proving to ourselves, then it's proving to others, and that's pride. Absolutely. And that, that is from Satan. Absolutely. So Heather, I know you've just read this book recently because you handed it on to me. Oh, yes. Um, and we're, this is, we're not being paid to promote any no. of this. No. This is stuff that we hope gives you life and encouragement. But yeah. I have just been reading the book called Nothing to Prove by Jenny Allen. Yeah. And oh my goodness gracious, it's almost like she 
did open heart surgery on me and just laid it all out. That's how I felt too. On the screen for me to experience. I know. I felt that way too. But I have to read this. Um, And I know we're running out of time, but I want to read this because it's for someone. I know it is. So she says this. We have nothing to prove here because here is not our home. And in the home we are getting ready for, we won't be comparing our actions. Mm -hmm. We are simply going to lay every gift and work and joy all down at Jesus's feet. Mm. We have nothing to boast in. Hmm. And then she said, you have nothing to prove because you are forgiven, you are loved, you have a home. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, just what a reset Mm -hmm. to go, yes, none of this that I'm struggling with today. Mm Yes, there's spiritual warfare. Yes, there are things that happen in the heavenly realms right. that can affect us. Right. Absolutely. But none of the materialistic things that I am allowing myself to be tripped up over, or yep. maybe you, our listener, are letting yourself focus on or be negative about or comparing your next door neighbor's mm-hmm. new siding against your siding that has mildew on it. Yeah. Or your crappy car that you're driving and someone else just got their brand new car. Right. And you know, none of that matters because this is not our home. Right. If you are a follower of Jesus, you have a home in eternity with him. And, um, you know, maybe you're listening and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you haven't ever had that experience of stepping into a relationship with Jesus. Um, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Heather, God's word says that if we believe in our heart, that's right. If we confess with our mouth mm-hmm. that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. Be saved. And I think of a couple people in my own life, they're trying so hard to find the truth mm-hmm. by proving it. Yeah. By trying to prove that it's truth. Mm-hmm that they're absolutely missing it, Mm -hmm. but it's so simple. Jesus loved you. He died for you. He gave his life for you. Mm -hmm. And then he resurrected himself Mm -hmm. and conquered sin. And by doing that, he gives the ability to forgive you. And so if that's you and you're listening, like we we love Jesus. We we are believers in Jesus. We follow Jesus and we want you to join us in the family of God because otherwise you may as well go on trying to compare yourself to everyone else right? because striving. that is all the hope you have. That's right. But we have this hope. His name is Jesus, and yeah. we want you to experience him with us. So Heidi's yeah. an evangelist. Heidi will just remember when you were in high school and um, the church that we were attending had the little cards, <laughs> invite cards, yeah. and, and you would take them to the mall with you and you'd hand them yeah. out. And, and I was with you more than once when <laughs> at particular stores, people would say, oh, you already gave me one of those last week. Yeah, <laughs> She's such an evangelist. That's one of your gifts. Thanks. And that's awesome. And I love it. And we just, that is our desire is through this podcast is that we would point you to Jesus. Absolutely. We're going to talk about real things. We're going to talk about life. Um, and But that's that's where Jesus resides. He resides yes. in the ordinary. He yes. resides in our everyday. And we always want to point you to him because that is really all that matters in this life. And that is the only hope that we have. Absolutely. Is that he loves us, that he died for us, that he's coming back for us. And one of my son's spelling words this week is eternity. I love it. And we were talking about that this morning, about what eternity is and we had this great conversation about it and it is forever yes it is forever and what does your forever look like does it look like 
filled with hope because of Jesus or is it filled with despair because you don't know Jesus? So thank you so much for listening. Um, One quick plug about Jenny Allen's book, Nothing to Prove. I don't think it is available for order yet. You can pre-order it on Amazon or any other book distributor. It is coming out very, very soon. We just happen to get an advanced copy, which is awesome. Highly um, recommend it. So go pre-order it. It She's got a book tour coming out. You can go to her website, JennyAllen.com. We're going to be going to the St. Louis one. Yep. We're so excited about that. Um, thank you for listening. We love you. If you would go on iTunes, the H&H Hour, leave us a rating and a review. That would help us out so much. Um, and subscribe. And subscribe because then you'll know yes. when we're going to be posting next. I know, new episodes. Um, and we know you're begging for us to have weekly episodes, and we adore you for that. <laughs> we do. Like, you're that's so just, awesome. That encourages us, and it makes us feel like, oh, people are listening, and they want more. Maybe so, one of these days. Right now, we're going to stick with every two weeks because yeah. we have littles it's doable and we know that we can commit to that yeah. but but maybe in the future sounds good so thank you for listening and we will see you next time have a great day